and welcome to the Deeply Rooted Podcast. We are here to root deep together in God's words so that we can live lives of unshakable faith. My name is Ben Jacobson. I am one of the pastors here at Hope Lutheran Church in Fargo, North Dakota, and I am joined today by my colleague, Pastor Stephanie Jordheim. Steph, welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you on. We're talking about the Psalms this summer, so we've been kind of, we were moving through the, the narrative, the story of Scripture, but now we have paused for the summer to uh to dive in, to dig into the Psalms. There's so much richness here. It's been such a blessing to do this. I have found it personally to be uh, a source of lots of, of joy to be able to, to look at these Psalms of, of praise and of um, thanksgiving, the Psalms of lament. Uh, there's so much comfort, there's peace, there's joy to be found in this uh, very special book that's right in the middle of scripture. And so we will return in the fall to a uh, our working through the narrative of scripture, but for now we're here in the Psalms. Today we're talking about Psalm 145. We're not going in any order. We're just kind of picking some of our our favorites, which is hard to do because there's so many good ones. There are. <laughs> right. But uh Steph, you picked Psalm 145 and I'm glad you did because it's uh it's really full of lots of of good stuff, and we'll glean some of that today. It's a psalm of of praise. If you're reading uh, some Bibles, will actually have that right at the, the the beginning, a title that's been added, a psalm of praise. And so thinking about praise, thinking about praising God for his creation, thinking about seeing the goodness of God in the world around us, I was just going to ask Steph, this summer or maybe recently, mm-hmm. have there been times when you've looked at, at the world around you and said, wow? So many. I mean, it's hard to choose one. <laughs> Maybe give us your top 15. <laughs> top 15. How much time you got? Um, yeah, uh, I can think of one time in particular. You know, I've, I really do love sunsets and sunrises, so I could mm. spend a lot of time on those. But I do remember one time recently, I was just recently on a mission trip. Uh, with the high schoolers in Jamaica. And we were in the middle of... Um, we were in the middle of this place where we're mixing concrete and trying to make a fence for um, for the church that we were serving, and it was a super hot day. I mean, every day was super hot, but it was super hot, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were just had been working, and everybody's sweating and all this stuff, but there were clouds coming in and uh, and out. It rained usually at least like once a day. It poured mm-hmm. on us this specific day, but mm. um, before it did, I remember we're mixing concrete, and I looked up. And in the middle of the sky, just out of nowhere, there wasn't any end or anything like that, but there was just a band of rainbow, mm. middle of the sky. Like a horizontal like band? Like a horizontal band of rainbow that had That's like no arc to it. You couldn't find, there was like not a circle. Have you ever uh, seen that before? No. I've never seen that. <laughs> Me neither. And That's I'm like, amazing. to the point, so I was wearing sunglasses. Yeah. Um, and... I like went over to some of the other students and leaders. I'm like, hey, check that out, you know? And they're like, what? And they couldn't see it. So then I had to like give them my sunglasses. And they're like, whoa, I don't know what it was about my sunglasses that could see it. Were they polarized? No, they were cheap. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) they could see the rainbow. These cheap sunglasses could see the rainbow. Anyways, it was really cool to be in the midst of 
trying to serve a church that didn't have much mm-hmm. and we're just working really hard and we knew the rain was going to come soon and we needed to get this stuff done. But there's just this beautiful rainbow in the middle of mm. all of it, just like a great reminder of God's promises in the midst of whatever you're doing, mm. you know? Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm not good. This sermon almost writes itself of <laughs> having the right eyes to see yeah. the sunglasses, right? I'm going to write that down. I'll write that's that down. The, Keep the, it for I next think, time. <laughs> honestly, I think that's what the Psalms do is they give us the, they're like the sunglasses that we put on and now we see the world differently because yes. because we have the the eyes to see what God has made. So hopefully this, the act of reading this Psalm will, will be like putting on sunglasses mm-hmm. and I want to see a horizontal rainbow. So right. where'd you get your sunglasses? Maybe I just need a <laughs> pair like that. Um, I So I went on a trip to Jamaica, a couple actually, when I, I went on that mission trip when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And what I remember is the size of the moths. Did They're you see enormous. any moths? They uh-huh. are the size of birds. <laughs> and for real. It is terrifying <laughs> for me. I got up in the middle of the night one night, and you know there's barely any lights or anything because everybody's sleeping. Yeah. And I went to a place where there was sort of light and got dive-bombed yeah. <laughs> by a moth. they dive-bomb you. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, a moth the size of my hand. Yes, <laughs> it, it is. Crazy. It is. And I suppose if that's where you're from, you're used to that, and then you come here and you see other things that make no sense. But for me, seeing a moth <laughs> that was the size of my foot <laughs> <For> <laughs> was... Uh, yeah, so but some of God's keep... creation puts us in awe yeah. and also in fear. And and then, you know, but that's why we let the geckos and stuff hang around. the ca- <laughs> Like, yep. Yes, amazing. Mm-hmm. So Psalm 145, I'm going to read that from the New International Version today. And I hope you folks at home can follow along with whatever translation it is that you have in front of you. Uh, we'll begin. I will exalt you, my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all of the generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. The Lord upholds all who, all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. 
the eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Mm. Amen. What a wonderful psalm. That's a great psalm. So when you heard that, when, we, when I read that, what kind of jumped off the page or what, what caught your ear? Mm. You know, I think one of the things that jumps off to me is, first anyways, is how David is like, I will do this, they will do this, the Lord is, and and then he says, you, Lord. Like, so he's talking about, okay, I'm going to do this, but then, like, creation also sings praises, and Hmm. uh, here, because this is your character, um, and... And then he talks personally to God, like, oh, and then your mighty acts, your glorious splendor. And, like, I mean, it's so, the so mov- this cool, the mov- like... the movements yeah. of he begins with himself and what mm-hmm. he will do. And this is a psalm of, of David. Mm-hmm. So we're assuming that David is, is the one speaking here, writing here. Right. Um, so he starts with himself, and then he addresses God. Yeah, and then in verse 4 he says, like, one generation commends your works to another, and they tell of your mighty acts. And then he talks about how creation even... So it's it's almost like he's like, okay, I will exalt you. Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't I? Because generation to generation and in all creation, all of these things, why wouldn't I praise you? Because, like, oh, mm-hmm. and of course why wouldn't I? Because you're compassionate and protective and trustworthy and faithful and righteous and... Mm-hmm. All of these things that he says. You, you know, I actually noticed that, maybe not to that depth, but one of the things I noticed is, is where the psalm begins and where the psalm ends mm. is almost the same, mm-hmm. but there's a slight shift. Mm-hmm. And so there's this phrase, this repetition, it says, for forever and ever. It says that a couple times in the first two verses. Oh, yep. Uh, and so in the first verse, David speaking says, I will praise your name forever and ever. Mm-hmm. And then it's we walk down the steps like you were talking about of this is how I'm going to do that, this is why I'm going to do that. And then where it ends is verse 21. It says, my mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. So again, me. Mm-hmm. But then it takes this shift. It moves from me to the whole creation. Mm-hmm. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever and that's an interesting thing for me to think about so it, <laughs> i can't control what the whole world does right 
but I can control what I do. And I can control if, if my mouth is speaking praise to God. Mm-hmm. And I do that with the hope that every creature and all of creation will eventually praise God. Right. right. And what a, what a world that would be. Yeah. And so, from generation, one generation to generation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a really interesting movement. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? What else sticks out to you? I think a lot of it is, um, like we already mentioned, just his character, the Lord's character. Sure. So, just so what does? Let's kind of take it slowly. Here, sure. there's a lot. This is a. There's a lot packed into the psalm. What are some of the ways that this psalm describes God and describes His character? Um, so, you know, there's lots of places, but maybe let's pick out some of them. Sure. So. Like, just in verse 3, I think he kicks it off with, like, you know, great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. And then he's sort of, like like you said, he backs off and then, like, okay, uh, creation, praises, I praise, but why? And we start in 8. And he says, well, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, rich in love, good to all, and all that he has made. So there's lots of, of phrases like, the Lord is, mm-hmm. the Lord is. So mm-hmm. the Lord is gracious and compassionate. The Lord is faithful to all his promises. The Lord mm-hmm. upholds all uh, who fall. The Lord is righteous. The Lord is near. Mm-hmm. The Lord watches over. Uh, it's all these verbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fulfills uh, desires. Yeah, all of those. Mm. Yeah, and amazing. So uh, can I just stop us at, let's go back. Let's roll back to verse 8. Um, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and rich in love. Mm-hmm. First of all, what an amazing promise. Mm-hmm. Um, and second of all, I think when we're trying to sort through the stuff of our life, when we're trying to figure out um, who are we, who is God, why is this happening, what's going on, where is God, what if if we begin with with that assumption in verse eight mm-hmm. about the character of God, that God is gracious, that God is compassionate, mm-hmm. that God is slow to anger and that he's rich in love. If we can hold on to that, we're going to see the world. We're going to see God's relationship to the world in a proper light. Mm-hmm. You know, I think so many of us are struggle to understand, um, especially when, Difficult things happen in our lives. Where's God in the midst of it? Mm-hmm. Well, God is is the promise of, of this psalm is that in the midst of whatever is happening, God is going to be these things. He's going to be gracious to you. He's going to be compassionate to you. Mm-hmm. He's going to move slowly to a place of anger, fortunately. <laughs> and he's going to be rich in his love. If we just begin there, wow, we have a, pretty profound understanding of who God is. Mm-hmm. What else, Steph? You know, just as you, you know, as you're saying that, I think <laughs> and I know we didn't plan the sunglass thing, but it just <laughs> makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. Um I think that's one of the important reasons that we read psalms of praise. Mm-hmm. Because like when even even when we're struggling, um if we can put on the right sunglasses mm-hmm. and sort of switch our focus to God's focus and try to align it, 
um, these are great ways to align the focus, you know, of, yes, we give you praise because you start with grace and mercy and goodness and love for all of us. And you're faithful in those promises, like, cause that's the other characteristics down as you read further, trustworthy to promises, faithful in all he does. Upholding all who fall. Oh my goodness. Yes. And lifts those who are bowed down. It's in verse 14. So encouraging also, like it doesn't say the word encouraging, but it's so good. Like even in times of struggle, if you're like, I don't know where to see you in this God. And then you can read Mm -hmm. um, a psalm of praise. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, I know you're good. I know that no matter what I'm going through, you're going to uphold me because you promised, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I know you're faithful to everything. So so what I'm hearing you say right now, and I agree with this premise, is that psalms of praise are important for the joy-filled moments of our lives when oh. we feel like praising is what we want to do. Yeah. Sometimes we feel that way. But they're equally as important. A psalm of praise is equally as important in the times of hurt. Oh yeah, and and maybe and maybe more so. Hmm. I mean, because we can, uh, like, I know even I I mentioned it was hard to pick like one time where you see God like mm-hmm. working and like oh that's so beautiful and I can praise that like mm-hmm. even when you're driving home and you see a sunset or whatever, mm-hmm. like I know that happens to me all the time. I'm like oh so beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow, look what you've done, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, and you can easily praise in that moment. Um, but then, yeah, if you're in a moment of being stuck mm-hmm. in sadness or grief or whatever, mm-hmm. just, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I don't get what you're doing here. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, sometimes we are moved to a place of praise, and sometimes putting ourselves in a place of praise moves us. Yes. From the place where we are to a place where we need to be. Yeah. Um, it helps like just line, like I don't like align us with, mm-hmm. with, with God, you know, like to sing the praise instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think of that line from the famous hymn, come thou fount of every blessing tune mm. my heart to sing thy grace. Right. Um, and that's what praise is, maybe sometimes, is tuning us to sing, uh, even when we're out of tune, which uh, yeah. I <laughs> often am. Um, another thing that I think is really interesting is just this idea of, of all the psalms, whether it's lament or praise or thanksgiving or you know whatever it is, sometimes we don't have the words and sometimes we don't mm-hmm. feel the feeling, but um, going to a psalm gives us the words and helps us to understand the feeling. Mm-hmm. Because it's all there in the midst of it, and sometimes when you're in a dark place, a lament is is the right thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. praise is the right thing. Sometimes it's probably a mixture of both, mm-hmm. which we see in a lot of the psalms too. Um, they move us, uh, so really, they function in a way that that is such a helpful thing for us, and that's why the psalms are so beloved. I think because it gives us the words to pray, and and it teaches us how. Uh, to pray when we when we read the psalms interesting yeah. to think about this is a little bit of a shift but we've talked about this on this podcast before 
but really this is poetry, mm-hmm. right? And that's part of the thing. Poetry speaks to the human heart in ways that prose probably can't always do. Sometimes it does. But poetry has a distinct uh, way of doing that. And and as we look at, at the Psalms in general, but at this this psalm in particular, uh, you know, we see we see the characteristics of, of poetry. We see that there's wordplay and and mm-hmm. we see that there's there's a structure in lots of Hebrew poetry called parallelism where where there's repetition, right? Mm-hmm. Lines are coupled together and sometimes it just repeats what it says by turning the phrase. Sometimes it brings us deeper. Um, so if you were to look, for example, at um, verse 18, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned walking down the steps. It's almost like walking down the steps or maybe it's walking up the steps. Uh, the Lord is near to all who call on him. Mm-hmm. And then it repeats to all who call on him in truth. Mm-hmm. So it takes us, that second line repeats the truth of the first one, but then it takes us a little bit deeper. Uh, and mm-hmm. and you see that when you slow down, you see that all over the Psalms. It's all over this Psalm. It's just a way of, of helping us to, I think, understand God in a different way. It's a way of slowing us down. It's a way of... Um, catching our ear, catching our eye, and, and making us think about something in a way that we hadn't before. Uh, another, s- and you wouldn't know this, and we, t- we talked about mm-hmm. this, you wouldn't know this if you were just looking at this um, psalm in English, but this psalm in particular is actually an acrostic. In the Hebrew, it is an acrostic of the Hebrew alphabet. And what is an acrostic? Okay, do you mm-hmm. remember when you were in elementary school and you had to write poetry and you had to write your name uh, not horizontally like normal but vertically? <laughs> right. Steph, <laughs> and then you had to write a poem like, I don't know, you know, you'd use, you'd write, the first word would start with an S, the second word would start, start with, with a, a T. T. Yeah. So your assignment is to go home and do, do that an today, write a little acrostic. But this is a, <laughs> a, an acrostic of the Hebrew alphabet. And you, had no, you would have no idea just looking at it in English, of course, but um, there are lots of other psalms that do this too, particularly one that you would see, at least in the translation that I have in front of me, is Psalm 119 mm-hmm. actually calls out um, the stanzas by... Uh, the different letters of the Hebrew alphabet, um, and yeah. this one, this one is lines, the different lines of the Hebrew alphabet. But that one stands as, and it's much longer. But there are other ones. Uh, this one is the last one in the Psalms. 145 is the last one that does that. Um, so, if you're interested about that, curious about that, you can look it up. Hebrew acrostic or you could turn to Psalm 119, read through that, and then you would get the whole Hebrew alphabet, Aleph, Beit, Gimel, Dalit, Hey, Vav, Zion, and you keep going. <laughs> um, but, so that's interesting. It, it kind of shows um, completeness, that, mm-hmm. that this is a, a complete thought. Um, the other, I mentioned this before, but the other poetic thing that's happening here is that it's it's ending as it begins with those mm. re- repetitions of of words, and for people who are excited about that, that's called a chiasm. Um, 
and that's kind of a fun feature of, of poetry, too. It draws us. It helps uh, emphasize a truth. So lots of cool things happening. And there's many, many things that are happening in this poem in Hebrew so much. that I have no idea are <laughs> happening because I don't know Hebrew. Um, but uh, there are people who do, and they help us to, to see the things that we wouldn't have seen before. But it's also beautiful in the English mm-hmm. translation and helpful. Steph, yeah. why did you pick this psalm? <laughs> Well, it's funny. Um, I I initially had picked it because it was something I just knew that I had looked at before. Mm. But and then when I went back and looked at why I had I had read it before, mm-hmm. I had read it during COVID, and at that time, like in the very beginning of COVID, mm-hmm. and. At that time, uh, verse 18 stood out to me. Uh, the Lord is near to all who will call on him. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, oh, man, we just don't have anybody near <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> physically. Like, mm-hmm. you're trying to keep everybody at a distance. And I wanted to make sure that I wasn't keeping God spiritually distant at the mm-hmm. time. You know, there's a difference between physical distance between people and spiritual distance between me and my yeah. relationship with God. Um, and I remember that. But this time when I read it, it was different. Mm-hmm. I really just... It, like it just popped out at me about God's character, just his character, like faithful, righteous, uh, personal still like, and protective and man and good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And not, not just to me, but to all creation and, and we can see him in all creation and all creation should praise him for that. I like, mm-hmm. um, it was it seemed a lot clearer to me this time reading it than it did hmm. then. Hmm. Yeah, and, and that that's another feature hmm. of Scripture that is beautiful. Oh, for sure. You could read this psalm every single day of your life, mm-hmm. and it would speak to you in different ways depending on what you're going through, mm-hmm. what's happening in life. Um, and Scripture does that. It is the living Word of God. We don't believe that it's just static <laughs> words on a page but these this is God's voice in our lives and so it speaks to us um, depending on what we have going on it speaks to us differently you're seeing things that I won't see and that's why we do this together mm-hmm. it's rich to read scripture by yourself it's even richer to read it with other people mm-hmm. because their eyes their ears bring life to things that we just didn't notice or see and and that helps me with my life when I hear how it helps you in your life. Where's Jesus in this psalm? <laughs> oh man. Don't see the well, I don't see those letters the word, in there and he's not hiding. The word Jesus isn't in there um in a psalm. Oh. Um you know since this psalm speaks to God's character. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus is everywhere in this. I mean, he is the Lord and we get to talk about how gracious and compassionate he is. So we get the father, right, is gracious and compassionate and has mercy enough to send his son mm-hmm. to save us. Mm-hmm. Like, so we, know, like, God's promises are in here. So, of course, Jesus is in here. We get to know, we get to know God's character as a triune character. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's not just, and we, we get to see relationship actually, I think in this Psalm, which is really cool because, um, as David praises, I will, and then they will. And then the Lord is, and, mm-hmm. and then he talks personally to God and you can't do those things. I know that David wouldn't have talked about a triune God. 
but mm-hmm. you can't do those things without a triune God, like by the power of the Holy Spirit, only do we get to. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think... I, I think, yeah, I think, you know, when you when you talk about the character of God, God is gracious, compassionate, slow to anger, rich in love, faithful. Yeah. Where do all of those things lead? Mm. Those are the things that lead to the cross. Mm-hmm. It's God's faithfulness to us that then invites us to be faithful to him, to him. Mm-hmm. right? And it's the death and, and resurrection of Jesus that that are the fulfillment of God's compassion mm-hmm. and his slowness to anger and his graciousness. That it's all poured out in that place. And so that, you know, the promise is right there. Right. Uh, we just, again, have to put on the right sunglasses. <laughs> right. <to see. laughs> We've got to put on the right sunglasses. I actually just broke my sunglasses, so I'm in the market for new ones. Um, I can just so give you those ones. <laughs> <laughs> Please, would you? I want to see some rainbows. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Oh, man. I, I will close us with these final words. Uh, uh, the, the second part of the, the last verse of this psalm. Mm-hmm. Let every creature... Praise his holy name forever and ever. Let every creature, that includes us, praise his holy name forever and ever. Thank you for joining us today uh, for Deeply Rooted. Make sure that you share this podcast with, with the people who, who you want to bring into this uh, time of discovery and, and reading and, and reflecting on, on God's word. Um, like, share, subscribe. All of those good things, and and in the meantime, stay deeply rooted.